This is David Bateson, the voice of Agent 47, and you're listening to the Xbox Expansion Pass. Welcome one and welcome all to episode 175 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, April 29th, 2023. I'm your host, Luke Lore, the Incepted Ghost, joined by my co-host, the intrepid Captain Logan. And in this episode, we offer our early review impressions for Jedi Survivor. We'll touch on the CMA's decision to block the Activision acquisition, and we'll discuss the general doom and gloom that seems to be surrounding the Xbox brand at the moment. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. Logan, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But first, how are you, my friend? I am trying to mentally be here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is a very this is a very interesting week. So I've had plans uh, to celebrate the anniversary, my 10-year anniversary with my wife, for a few weeks now. Um, and, and we've been kind of like prepping for that. Right. Um, and it's nothing major. We're just going out. We're having it. We're a couple of best friends. So we're just going out to a movie and having a brunch and having a nice day of it. Mm-hmm. My throat has been like raw for some reason. And I came down with a migraine yesterday. Mm-hmm. So like... Everything in the universe was trying to come against me from having a good day today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while we're recording this, I am I am having a great day. So it's it's you know we're <laughs> well there we great, are. It's a great <laughs> day. Let me tell you. Okay. Um, All right. So well, I was no, going to give a shout out to one of my students on this episode. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, they're going to learn what uh, censorship is. Kids, censorship is great. It's great. Bringing a co-host, they said. Up the beat, they said. <laughs> Here we are. No, well, I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm feeling good, dude. Thanks. Well, that's why I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to the words of kindness. Because mm-hmm. I actually have a really, a really great shout out this week. But what are your words of kindness? Oh, uh, well, let's see. This week, I want to shout out two people. First, we were able to do our giveaway for Jedi Survivor, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. We did. Um, I didn't win. You did Neither not did win. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you, buddy. Uh, it's okay because someone else didn't win, and I was 100% okay with that as well, too. Okay. All right. Cool. Now I have curiosities there. Uh, but uh, our friend uh, Shell DeCalway, he's a new listener, like a new subscriber. He was one that entered the, the contest. He won. Congratulations to Shell. Uh, he redeemed it, and he's playing Jedi Survivor already. But it was clear that awesome. he not only won, but then he went and checked out the show and listened to it. And so that was really cool. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So words of as kindness long, go to shell. As long as hometown hero didn't win it. That was no, the other I would person. never let that fool win. He's yeah. He's okay. Just, he's crazy. Right. Uh, he's a Insider ginger trading. And, and he wants to play and that he wants to play as a ginger in star Wars. And I just, I want to deny him <sighs> happiness. Um, so isn't it kind of weird? We're giving gingers the spotlight on, uh, on in star Wars. It's a little odd to me. Like, it was odd when Cal Kestis because we don't have a lot of redheaded heroes, but it was yeah, nice no. to see. Actually, I ended up really. I'm okay it. with. I'm okay yeah, with well. Aloy. I don't know about Cal. You know, he's he's coming oh, on like a little Cal. hot. He's looking a little attractive. I'm I'm like, okay, you know what? Sit down, uh, calm okay. down. You don't got to be this guy. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I want to give one more shout out. 
to Anthony. Anthony has been chatting me up nonstop about his mm. adventures in Apex of late. Uh, and he's playing a lot of Apex Legends. That's like his game. And so yeah. I've heard a lot about Apex, which is a game that I don't I don't play actively anymore. Uh, but it was just cool to see and hear the excitement from him about uh, what he's enjoying. So shout out to Anthony. That's awesome. Apex has come a long way, man. It's yeah. it's it's amazing just how many here I've gotten. I've lost track of the heroes that they have now and what they do. Like I mm-hmm. used to know them all. Mm-hmm. Now I have no clue. Uh, in, in, in this case, I would say, uh, shout out to, uh, Sarah over, um, at the, at the apex legends team. She does, um, some of the marketing for them. I believe she does marketing. She might do, uh, content outreach. Okay. I can't quite remember it, what her, her job is, but she's, she's a fan. She used to work for blizzard, uh, and then moved over to apex and she's working mm-hmm. for apex now. And she, I love seeing her tweets cause she's always so, so excited about the apex updates. That's cool. Nice. Shout out to Sarah. There you go. Um, your words of kindness. So I, this was, I was thinking about putting this as a story. Um, I will probably talk about it more in the coming weeks for Keelhauled, but um, George Orton is one of the, the, the designers over at Rare Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically organized a charity event for um, Special Effect, which is like uh, the UK's version of Able Gamers, which is mm-hmm. kind of Stephen Spawn's um, charity, which is, is they drive to try and and help get people set up with the tools that they need and understanding like what tools they'll need for um just different disabilities you know it doesn't really matter what it is they've got the the xbox accessibility kit going and they run a bunch of buttons and switches and stuff depending on needs and um he did a 24-hour stream in the uk uh they got a whole bunch of different studios, all of like the Microsoft studios in the UK together. They had 22 teams. They had 11 uh, soccer or football matches that were 90 minutes. They did 24 hours of football for charity and they raised 29,000 pounds, which is about $30,000 uh, for for special effect. And I was nice. just like the whole time. And this dude, I kid you not, you 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 do uh, coaching for um, like a, a, a kid soccer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so imagine if you had to be out on the field, and he was out on the field. He wasn't. He was like a striker for the most mm-hmm. time. He did like five matches, no sleep, and he was like man of the match most of the games. Oh like wow! He, he got hat tricks. He was like he was put like the last match after twenty four hours. He got a hat trick. In the last game, he scored four goals straight and it was insane. And it was just oh. so shout out to George Orton for for doing that, because that, that was his baby. Mm-hmm. He worked with special effect. He worked with rare. Uh, and it was a it was an amazing 24 hours. I learned so much football. <laughs> I had no idea what football I like we've watched Ted Lasso. We love Ted Lasso, but yeah. dude, I had no clue what football really was. It's been a long time since I played soccer as a kid, you know, little mm-hmm. leagues and stuff. But man dude i can't imagine doing 24 hours of football and participating in most of it that's cool dude that's awesome i like seeing that i like hearing that that's awesome i uh i think i saw some clips from that and whatnot uh anytime people put together charity matches like that and it feels like a charity match that's awesome i'm big yeah yeah it was really it was they did such a good job a lot of work a lot of people involved yeah well, Logan, uh, let's do a shout out to our Patreon members this week. Uh, is it your week or mine to read the names? I think it's yours. 
It's my week. All right. You got to follow Pretty along. Sure it's yours. All right. All right. <clears throat> uh, we want to say thank you to everybody that subscribes over on patreon.com slash Xbox expansion pass. Uh, we are over 20 patrons at this point, which is amazing. And we give shout outs every week to our tier two and three patrons at the $5 or higher tier. Thank you guys so much for helping us do all sorts of things uh, over here at XEP and of course, Keel Hauled. Uh, we want to give shout outs this week to <clears throat> African, aka Charles Jones, Game Positive. Zach LaCoulter, Jam Pack Sam, Matt Valdez, Neo Prime 33, Rick Davis, Red Beast, Xbox Mike 29, Matt Without Fear, The Lord Sir Master James Suddy, Brendan Myers, aka The Winter Gamer, Sony's VP of Marketing, Kevin Butler, Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, and Deno12. Thank you guys so much for supporting us over on patreon.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass. It means the absolute world when I get those emails. Uh, and even more enjoyable is just jumping in Discord and chatting with all of you guys. Uh, anybody can jump in at three, the $3 tier and, and join our Discord. It is such a good time. Uh, it's feel goods all around. And so shout out to everybody there. We appreciate you guys. Uh, all right, Logan, we have an Xbox wrap-up show to do uh, this week. We need to make sure we get on that. Yeah, oh yeah we do yeah, we gotta chat yeah we gotta do that all right uh if you missed it guys i had put up the uh creator talk with randall thor 19 over on the patreon tier and then of course uh going public to everybody was the lord cognito episode but logan let's get into our news this week dead island 2 has sold 1 million units in its first three days uh, of being released. To me, this is a huge win. I enjoy Dead Island a lot. We did a really good uh, review last week uh, on the show, so if you guys missed that, check it out. But for a game that was in development hell for so long and and really struggled to, to get out the door, it came out performing quite well and then, of course, selling quite well. I was really happy with this. Dude, uh, like seriously, like this game su- has surprised me because it, it's one of those ones. It's like, ah, you know, it's going to be last gen. It's going to be next gen. How good is it going to be? You know, a lot mm-hmm. of different people have been touching it and stuff. And mm-hmm. honestly, I, I posed the question to um, uh, the Player One podcast, not not to try and bait them for the Zelda talk. But um, and, and I thought it was really interesting because it seems like Dead Island 2 is effectively Dead Island 1, but with better graphics and a little more up upscaling on like UI elements and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that's how I, I gotta say. It. Yeah. It, it, but you know what? If that if you wanted like just an, an a, you know, a remastered version of Dead Island 1, this is effectively a great way to to get it to get that. So it's like for fans of Dead Island, like mm-hmm. they must be like living it up because this game is sold really well. It's 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 good that they got out of the way of uh, Star Wars Jedi, and I think we'll get into reasons why in a little bit after that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fantastic seeing them come up with the flesh system because yeah. I think and and we just saw an update to Dying Light Two where they 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 introduced a gore system as well, which was really kind of cool to see them trying to be like, hey, we do it too. It's not just them. You can mm-hmm. slash the zombies in our game. So I'm glad. <laughs> Boy, this is weird. Okay. That was there. That was look, there was a very nerdy guy over okay. there. He was very, was very passionate. Very passionate. Okay. It was the um actually guy. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's who okay. I go to in my mind. I don't okay. know if that comes across, but it, that's who I um All actually. Right. Yep. Uh so 
it was it was just it was so great to see Dead Island to get its roses, as Cog would say, and yeah. and you know have that opportunity to live in the limelight. There was some serious FOMO for me. I was definitely like, oh, I kind of want to go slash some zombies. <laughs> it looks like so much fun. Yeah, and I said I'd get you a code. I know, I know, but I don't want to abuse that. I want to. I'll I'll buy it later when I when I can uh, when I have time to to pick it up and stuff. Oh, so I'm not too worried about that. I'll take care of that for you. No, it's okay. It's, it's um, Luke. Oh, well, let's God. give it some flowers here. Uh, Deep Silver. They shared that uh, 11 million total hours have been played in Dead Island 2, which is incredible. And of course, I played a, a great chunk of it. Um, really enjoyed it like it's it's the review is in our last week's episode but i just want to say like after playing several games that aren't performing well right now like in performance <laughs> mode and don't run well dead island 2 works you know you paid mm -hmm. 70 bucks and the game works that's great to hear yeah. 28 million total player deaths that's twice as many as the population of los angeles 28 <laughs> million number of players have died 45 million zombies have been sliced in half 756 million zombie limbs have been hacked off and 1.1 billion zombies killed in dead island 2 and this game came out like a week ago that's awesome like, that's just that's... fun cool stuff these factoids don't mean anything but they're fun okay so, so I, i'm trying to do some i'm trying to do some back of the back of the napkin math here so if a 1 million units sold 11 million hours played, at least uh, everyone that bought the game played roughly an average of about you know, a few hours. But if you broke it down, it'd be about 10 hours per person for a million people. In those 10 hours, they killed 75 zombies or 75. They hacked off 75 limbs, at least for each of those million people. And I'm trying to think at least four and a half zombies were sliced in half by each person. At least seven wonder. people are doing this math with you and either agreeing or disagreeing. Yep. And yep. you know what? It's, it's solid math because okay. I graduated, I graduated uh, high school, which means that I have all the tools necessary to equip me for the future. There you go. Done. So. <laughs> Done. But I like these little factoid things. Games release. Like I think they're it's, a good it, time, you know, oh, it's yeah. like, Oh, this yeah. is fun. But but Dead Island 2, man, it's in a in a two week period where uh, I'm playing, I've you know, I've been playing Jedi Survivor and uh, that's got performance issues all up the wazoo. And then I think people are going to be real disappointed uh, when Redfall hits because it's not running well. I'm not playing it, by the way. Uh, I don't have a review. I did not do an embargo, sign an NDA. I don't have the game. But like, yeah, if we had all those documented performance problems and just winking a nod, I'm telling you right now, it's not. <laughs> things that we're gonna be swimming in sevens uh it it's <laughs> there's some performance issues and i'm i'm frustrated by this consistent performance issue uh in general which we'll talk about after we talk jedi survivor because i've got a bone to pick with uh, the world i want to yell at a cloud okay. um but let's talk about <laughs> jedi survivor in general uh a lot of reviews coming out prior to the game's release and they yeah. are critically fantastic vgc five out of five games radar 4.5 out of five twinfinite 4.5 out of five uh, PSU and Gaming Trend both 9.5, Game Informer 9.25, mm. IGN Inverse, Push Square, Tech Raptor, True Gaming all giving the game a 9, Six Axis, Shack News, and PC Gamer all giving it an 8, um, Metacritic sitting at 87, Open Critic 86. Whether you put stock in, in Metacritics or not, critically, this game is well received. 
uh, and people are quite happy with it. I'm, yeah. I, we were talking prior to the show, I'm about six to 10 hours in and I can't tell you where I actually am in that because I've lost progress multiple times due to crashing. Mm. which is really frustrating the way the the, the checks checkpoint system and the save system works similar to dark souls or similar to jedi fallen order if you played the first one uh, yeah. which would make sense obviously and there's nothing wrong with that except that when you get crashes you lose progress because you haven't gotten to a save uh save location like a meditation point so That's so interesting i'm frustrated by the that i can't yeah. tell you how long i've been tr- like how far i've progressed i know where i am in the story which i won't spoil a thing for anybody um but do you know, do you know, you're, uh, are you still on the first planet? Nope. The first okay. planet is in all the trailers, um, and whatnot. And it's a yeah. pretty well-known planet for everybody. Uh, it's a city planet. There you go. Um, and so, Oh, I was talking about the, okay, never mind. Whatever. I uh, always forget that first one is, is technically a planet. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sure is. And so, when I got to the actual, like the, the open world elements, the performance has dipped majorly for me. And yeah. that has been beyond frustrating. Now, some, some tips for everybody that have worked. Uh, if you're on console, turn off performance mode because performance mode does not perform. Turn off performance mode. Mm-hmm. Um, that has helped a lot on console for me to reduce the number of like hitching and whatnot. Uh, and it stays a bit more locked in terms of frame rate that hasn't stopped a crashing issue for me or like weird bugs that are popping up. Uh, but it has helped a lot with like the hitching. Mm. But there have been a couple times in these first six, six to ten hours or so where I am loving my experience with Jedi Fallen Order story, combat, world. It's fantastic. Like just for, if anyone's watching the video version, like I have the Cal Kestis Collector's Edition lightsaber and whatnot. And I absolutely, I, I absolutely love it. Like this thing is beautiful. It's hefty. It's a Galaxy's Edge saber. Um, I love Star Wars and. Uh, I'm in on this game, but the performance issues have led me multiple times to just say, nope, I'm done for an hour. I'm done for a bit. I need to, I'm frustrated by the performance, mm. uh, but I'm, I'm really liking everything else. They don't depower Cal at the beginning, which to me is just wonderful because yeah. you spend all the first game leveling up. I don't like when they depower you. And so you feel like a Jedi, you are a Jedi Knight to start this game. And I like that. Yeah. I, I'm actually having a hell of a time with this. So, um, again, I have to, I really have to preface this. Um, I had a migraine yesterday and I got a few hours the night before, before I had the migraine and I got a a more time in yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I checked my stats last night before I, I quit. Uh, I'm 10 hours in at least. Um, I've got about 16% found on the second planet. Uh, mm-hmm. the first planet, um, was an excellent prologue an mm-hmm. absolute excellent. It was a cold open. It was beautiful. They did a great job of bringing you into the world again. And, oh man, I just, I, I, at the whole, the whole time I'm sitting there going through it and I'm like, this is the tutorial, but it, it feels like the opener to an episode, yep. uh, for, for the, for a show. And I'm like, oh, it's, it felt really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been switching back and forth between performance and quality mode. Okay. Uh, I will concur. Um, not really. Like it's it's because and, and here's my here's my thing is is I've been going to the meditation points, which is the save uh, system, mm-hmm. and I won't I won't rest. I will just meditate, mm-hmm. and so that way it's saved. Um, 
And anytime I kill like a major enemy or something like that, or a pack of enemies and stuff, I'll go, if I'm near one, I'll go and save. Otherwise I'll push forward and find the next one. Mm-hmm. But I've been switching between my Xboxes because I've been going between a 1080 60 frames per second monitor here in, in the office uh, compared to my um, L1 uh, CGC one. No, yeah, my LGC one OLED out in the living room that has VRR. And I've been playing with performance mode off because I've found that the OLED with the VRR has uh, smoothed out a lot of the rough edges that this game has Mm -hmm. and given me a solid enough experience that it feels like, uh, you know, every time, and and I was thinking in my head the other day, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if the devs were just like, um, hey, you know, performance mode? Well, we're going to make performance mode, not really performance mode. So you're going to live in quality and you're going to like it. Cause that's what they want. Like they want the, it would be funny if like the quality mode was the best mode because that was the one that they wanted people to actually stay in as opposed to dropping the resolution and going for the frames. Um, I'm still hoping that eventually we'll, we'll get a world where we'll get both. I would still love to have a game that is like 4k 60 frames per second locked. Mm-hmm. Like that would be the dream. That's the dream. Right. But uh, yeah, uh, overall I, I'm playing on Jedi Knight, which I think is mm-hmm. the default. And That's I've got what I'm playing on as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've got five stim canisters right now. Oh wow. Uh, okay. So I've been I've been going after some of the bigger the bigger challenges in there. And I've, I've been, oh man. Some of the fights in there, they're like, hey, you know, you can drop it down to difficulty if you're and I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm a Jedi Knight, you you son of a bee. I'm mm-hmm. gonna kill this thing. And uh, I, uh, so, yeah, I, I also went in at Jedi Knight and I don't I have the standard number of canisters, which is you start with three. Um, I have not progressed to that point. And it's frustrating because I feel like I'm doing all the side rumors and like whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if maybe you've just progressed further in the game. Um, I, I need to note I should have said this at the top of our discussion. I was sent a review code for this one. Uh, so my while I have the collection edition, I bought it and everything else. I was sent a review code. So I need I need to make that clear but i am really enjoying the world a lot and i know some people lament this comparison but i think it's a good one it feels very breath of the wild in that you Mm -hmm. had a section where you started off and you you got acclimated to your game and then you go to a to a new planet new plane and it opens up there are optional objectives to do there's a main story there are literally shrines that you can go in and do some puzzle solving to uh enhance your character there's a lot to unlock a lot of customization options which is really cool side quests character quests um i'm really enjoying how much this offers this to me is it is far and away double if not triple the size of fallen order based on what i've just seen so far um yeah fallen order is a very linear experience by comparison oh yeah this more metroid yeah, this is this feels to me like an open world Star Wars game, and I don't know that that the 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 term open world can truly apply here, but it you got feels a hub. like one. You've got a yeah. hub, yeah. Uh, to me, it feels open world. Some people might call it wide linear um, in some ways, but to me, this is not a linear game at all. And there's a lot of ways to progress based on my experience so far. Um, regardless, I mean, there's a lot to do, and I like yeah. it. a lot of diverse things to do. 
which is cool. I have been frustrated by by a couple fights against like some mini bosses, and I can't tell if it's my lack of skill mm. or like a delayed input timing thing. Oh, I really yeah. don't know. I cannot the parry tell. window. There's a couple boss fights that I had where I was like, ah, oh, you know, I thought I'd block that. Um, and there's one, there's one that I was like, I can't remember how the heck I'm supposed to tackle this. And it hasn't given me the prompt on how to counter it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a parry move, but when they, when, and this isn't a mechanic that they had in the first one, but when an enemy turns blue, it's a, it's a heavy attack that I think you can parry. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I haven't and been able to land block. that. Red, yeah. red, you have to dodge. Yeah, so that that's been an interesting one because every time I've been hit by some of the mini bosses that are that have the red attack, uh, it's been like almost an instant kill. And I'm like, yes, Ooh, am I too under leveled for this? Like, should I have been able to survive that? And at that point, I'm like, all right, well, it doesn't matter. I got to go get my experience back. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is a similar experience to me. And I, having played a lot of Gotham Knights, where it's all mm-hmm. about dodging. I'm used to a very good dodge where a dodge like means something because Gotham Knights has a similar dodge yeah. feeling mechanic in the way that it's third person B button. It, it, it just feels similar, but I'll hit it and I'll be like, I was in the window for dodging and like he'll dodge, but not enough, which is very Elden Ring, Dark Souls. Are you, thing. are you hitting dodge like once or are you hitting dodge like multiple times? Uh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I think it's a little of both column A, column B, depending okay. on the boss. I've, I've learned that that, just dodging is not enough. You have to dodge in a direction. And you typically have to dodge multiple times because there are some attacks that I've noticed. It's interesting because some of the attacks are AOE ones. Some of them are a directional. And then some of them you actually have to go vertical with. Hmm. <laughs> I was like, damn it. I didn't realize. So Talking about like ground pounds. I've seen a ground pound or two. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like a shockwave that comes out that you got to jump over. Spoiler, sorry, I didn't mean to to ruin that. If, spoiler, you'll, knock it off you'll find out. You'll find that, that out if you're intuitive. If that's your spoiler, people need to knock it off. Like okay. if you're looking for a reason to be upset. Um, but I, I think part of it is I'm like ten hours in the game. I have mm-hmm. not. I, these are the first time I've come across some of these bigger bosses, mm-hmm. and some of the bosses just I'm not used to. I'm not used to their, like, uh, like I go up against a stormtrooper or I go up against a, a droid or something like that. Like, I know what to do. I know what mm-hmm. their moves are. I'm fine. I can, mm-hmm. I can handle, you know, second sisters and stuff like that. But some of these, like, I just haven't seen the pattern yet and I haven't mm-hmm. seen the hitbox. So I'm like, okay, well, where, you know, I got to feel it out. You know, I got to play around in the space a little bit and figure out like, okay, well, how high is the, you know, when should I be? going in for attacks and you know what is a good block what's versus like just dodging and and i think once i kind of get used to that after a few deaths i'm like okay okay i feel like i know where i'm going and i would say that they're generous towards the end of the fight like Mm -hmm. there's been a couple times where i'm like i got another two minutes in me before this thing finally goes out and then Mm -hmm. it kills it and i'm like or that that works too i'll take that death that's fine i'll kill that guy then so yeah. I I think you're right. I think that this is about as open world of a Star Wars game as we're, we've gotten so far. Um, mm-hmm. I could see the argument for a wide linear as well. I was actually sitting there thinking, and maybe you've run into this. Have you been finding yourself running around the world looking for secrets, thinking, God, I wish this was a little more linear because then I'd know if, 
if I'm supposed to go over here or over there? <laughs> 100% yes. Uh, I put out a comedic tweet. It was like, got to a waterfall. There's nothing behind it. Not It's no longer on my name. I was looking, for, like, looking for that waterfall. There are some waterfalls, but there's nothing. One or two yeah. where I'm like, yes. But yeah. it is hard to tell where to go and what to do. And you always give me a hard time about me wanting to be handheld in games. That's means. That, no, you jump in. Don't even. Um, but it's like, where does this want me to go? Like, what do I do to progress yeah. my game? Like, I can't go here because this is blocked off. I clearly don't have an upgrade or mm. I haven't created the shortcut for this part. I don't know where to go to progress the story. I yeah. know where to go to do rumors or whatnot, but I can just explore the world. But there are a couple of places where it's mm-hmm. so open. I feel like I should be on a speeder or riding an animal. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just yeah. running for a while here. I'm just um, running for a little bit. Shout so, out to the. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, I'm, I wanted to bring up real quick. Uh, one of the pain points of the original game was the map. Mm-hmm. And the map now is so much better it's still fairly similar to like star wars map you know it feels like empire spirit it's captured the spirit of the old map but it's usable yeah you've got you've got little icons that you can set so if there's Mm -hmm. if there's something in a place like i have there's one mob that always runs away from me i have no clue how to help how how the heck i'm supposed to actually get there and actually Mm -hmm. capture it i don't even know if i'm supposed to capture it It just runs away Mm -hmm. so um there's like little points on the map where I find like those guys where I'm like, okay, I'm going to put a little icon on the map. Cause I know mm-hmm. that's where that guy is. Uh, and then there's, um, there's like a hero's path from Zelda that w- breath of the wild had that it would show you like where you've been, where you've died and it yep. will trace the path. Mm-hmm. Uh, this actually has that as well too. So it's like, if I'm in an open environment, there's at least like a good 30 minutes worth of path that it will like have a little tracer kind of follow the path to give yep. me an indication of where I've moved from and where I've gone to. And that is so helpful when you're navigating like underground mines that have loopbacks and shortcuts, especially yep. in a game where it's like, you're going to have shortcuts. Mm-hmm. You just don't, you're not quite sure like, okay, where was I? I? I just, I put it down for a little bit. I have no clue like what, where I was or where I'm going. And having that little path on the map it has has really, really helped. That was a great, great bit of feedback that they took and and applied well into the into the map. So I'm really a lot happier with the map. Um, the beacon system is just like Breath of the Wild as well. Did you notice that? Yes. Yeah. Like, love it or hate it. These are there are a lot Works. of parallels to Breath of the Wild, which yeah is funny given the timing of Tears of the Kingdom, Tears of the Kingdom, and such. <laughs> uh, but it's, hey, it, this is Star Wars <laughs> Breath of the Wild in a lot of ways. It, it, at least, at least, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild is coming or, you know, Tears of the Kingdom is coming out and it's not like a week before uh, an, a Horizon game because that would have been horrible. You know, what's interesting about Jedi Survivor in general, though, is that uh, you know, when Fallen Order came out, we were all like, this is this is truly a Star Wars Dark Souls style game. It's more approachable yeah. because it's easier, but it's, you know. You have the meditation points, you have the bonfires, yep. you have the, a lot of the combat's the same. Whereas we spent a lot of Fallen Order's time comparing it to Dark Souls. I feel like I'm comparing this a lot to Breath of the Wild. And yeah. it's it's interesting because those are two top tier games. But now that we've kind of acknowledged that the, the respawn Star Wars formula is similar to one game in Dark Souls. Now I'm equating it th- this new one to a lot of the traversal and map elements and such to breath of the wild and it's funny that yeah we're we're 
just doing that. I don't know that I don't know that there's a thesis in this, but it's absolutely noticeable to me that Fallen Order, I was all this is like Dark Souls. And now I'm all like this is like Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, but I'm OK with it because I love it. it's performance aside. It's a great video game. Yeah. Oh, my God. It, it, like, I will say that that polish is not respawns forte. Mm -hmm. um, what they do do well is uh yeah <laughs> i had to get one in there um what they do well is they they have exceptional environments they have uh amazing combat there's been a couple weird wonky things that i've had that are is like okay there's a there's a, a weird thing where it's like something obviously is happening and i'm supposed mm -hmm. to be doing a finisher but there's obviously not enough room where i'm doing it so it's like pushing everyone to the left like five mm -hmm. meters so that it has enough space for the finisher like mm -hmm. polish is not necessarily their forte but yeah. they've done a great job with the characters they've done an exceptional job with the environment i love the combat mm -hmm. and it, it is weird kind of it's it's weird opening up one of those loot boxes in the world and finding a full beard not gonna lie yeah uh but it's clear that they they understood what what was like the what we thought was clearly going to be like a microtransaction for the for the ponchos and stuff like mm -hmm. the different cosmetics for the weapons they've leaned heavier into that this time they've allowed you to um customize cal kestis so i've got a, a my cal looks he looks amazing he looks like mm -hmm. dangerously amazing yeah uh, there's a and, dash and, rendar suit in there do you notice that I did. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to spoil it, but there's, there's a hundred percent of dash Rendar suit in there and I've, I'm, I'm rocking it. Yeah. That's uh, not a spoiler to me. That's just a cool, fun Easter egg. Okay. So yeah. And, and I pre-ordered, so I got the, uh, I got the Obi-Wan stuff, um, mm -hmm. which looks really good as well too. Minus and, the backpack stuff. I don't like that. Yeah. I wish the backpack stuff. It was like, yeah, yeah. I, did, I didn't need that, but it, you know what? That's where BD one like kind of like holds on to in my mind so I, i'm i'm allowing it because it's like that's how he gets his foothold dollar for uh, donuts later in the game i bet we see a jedi robe set of outfits oh 100 and so yeah. that's probably what makes this the obi-wan survivor outfit versus just robes mm -hmm. that you can color i bet you that's what's gonna happen yeah yeah the coloring system is very very detailed uh especially with your lightsaber you can really you can go in there's a primary a secondary an accent a grip and then a, a, a fatigue polish yeah a polish yeah. level like uh, you can yeah, make yeah. it look like super ancient Mm -hmm. or clean um, like really clean i love super clean too so i was I. playing around with it and there in each world has a set of colors and in color schemes and it's not just like you see the little bar of like colors and it looks like a bunch of like i don't know sweet sweeties or, or i know like I don't, I don't know candies or something mm -hmm. and the trick is is you go in and each different color is its own finish mm -hmm. and you can go in and play around with the different finishes from the different sets you can mix and match like it's it's the it's the kind of customization that I hoped Halo Infinite would have given Halo MCC and right. they've they've applied it. It's just for your lightsaber, which is the most important part to customize. Um, but I've I've loved having the ability to play around with just the the small tweaks. And they they smartly took into the, into consideration the fact that it's like we don't want microtransactions in this. We just want customization. Put all of the little boxes out in the world as the customizations. Have the really big boxes be the important ones for the things mm -hmm. that improve like the combat and the survivability and stuff like that. It it made me think of as I was looking at some of the ways that you like you can literally have a hot pink lightsaber, you know, if, yeah. if you play it right. And so <laughs> 
it reminded me of the argument when Battlefront 2 first came out because Battlefront 2 is a great game now. Like it, there's a mm-hmm. lot of good Star Wars to be had there. Kind of like Battlefield 2042. Yep, I downloaded it. I downloaded it. <laughs> yep. Peer pressure. Yep. I did. I found, well, yes, long story. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it reminded me of all the discussions of people being like, well, I don't want a hot pink Darth Vader running around. We can only do so much. And it's like, yo, it's a video game. You can be a video game. Is yeah. there harm in letting somebody have a pink lightsaber or an out of canon outfit or whatnot? No, it's a video game. Nah, the story of Cal is intact. Um, I'm really a- anxious to see where they go with it because I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. I really liked Mando season two, apart from one episode. Um, I mean, they, they three, for, three, I should say. They 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 kind of like teased it at the very beginning, though. I feel Don't like. Say. I do, okay. but I don't know and, and right. whatnot. But given the direction of this time period that we're seeing yeah. the universe take both in shows and now in games and knowing that Ubisoft has a, has a open world Star Wars game uh, in the works over at Massive and knowing there's a few other games kind of happening, knowing that there's more coming on the movie space with characters that we know, not just with the High Republic era, but like with this era, with the yeah. uh, sequel era. Like I'm excited to see what they're going because they're doing a good job tying these three eras together. Yeah, I'm a fan of that because it seems to be cohesive and like the, for example, Mando is is allowing allowing the sequel trilogy to make more sense. the The story of Cal Kestis, I think, is allowing some of this era of Obi Wan's show to make more sense and what's going on with the Jedi in this time period. That's a, that's a so, good tease, by the way. That was a good illusion. Like I know exactly what you're talking about, and I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I'm I'm appreciative of kind of that. One makes the other better, and I like that aspect for diehard yeah. fans to get to enjoy. Um, they also have a great, great job for anyone that's not not played Fallen Order. They have a great intro explaining what happens. Um, oh yeah, yeah, they really do. Yeah, and and again, the the prologue to this game was was great. I actually really really appreciated it. I thought they did a great job. I think right now, um, I'm hoping that was there anything else you wanted to touch on. In game, no, I think that's a good place to, based on my experience. Because, like I said, I've I've not gotten to progress the way I'd like to, despite getting to play yeah. early. Because okay. I've lost performance. That day, the day yeah. one patch did nothing of improvement really on my end. I have um, no idea. So, I'm if anyone's on the fence and like you can wait, 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 not there's wait for sale. But there's a lot happening. There's a lot going on in the gaming space, and performance needs to get fixed. Um, yeah. But if you're a Star Wars fan, I'd say power through i was surprised and i do want to touch on todd oxford's question here as well as kind of the separate from star wars but in general why some games get knocked for performance issues and some don't i was surprised to see uh gosh there was a recent game maybe it was ghostwire uh, but we've seen hogwarts take hits uh in dead islands did not take hits with it but like basically if the game doesn't run well, do you knock the review score? And I have a feeling that Redfall will get knocked for performance issues. Uh, but I saw Ghost oh, Rider did I, I, on on Steam at least the the reviews um, for Steam like people are already review bombing it for that. Are we talking about Star Wars or Redfall for Star Wars? Yes, I saw that. So, but I mean, critically is what I'm saying. Critically, some oh, okay. it feels like some games are ignored for performance issues and some not, and I don't know what the reasoning is. And I think in large part, it comes about where do you want to get your reviews from as a consumer enthusiast yeah. media? 
they're type they're typically going to weigh in fun factor content creators depends on who you go to uh review outlets in theory should be far more objective with the reviews uh, like people i saw people completely dismissing ign for a number of reasons and others going to it hardcore and i get yeah. all of that and i want my enthusiast media to talk to me about fun factor a lot more than i say want to go to digital foundry right i want i go to digital foundry to, to discuss technical stuff or hear technical things yeah. um, which is far less important to me i don't think i should be crashing to lose progress but like i don't really care if i that's see the yeah. curvature like i don't care how ps5 performs to xbox if it's two frames off i just want to enjoy the game yeah i think that is i think that like for me and it's really tough as an outlet i can imagine because all the games that they review are all done prior to the day one patch mm -hmm. so everything they type everything they say about the performance issue is all at the caveat that they're hoping that the day one patch that they've been told will fix a lot of these issues will actually fix those issues otherwise it's like well we kind of have to we can't really put a review out there which is a consumer guide it's not like mm -hmm. a this is game is a failure or a loss or a, or, or a win you know it is it is literally a consumer guide uh they have to assume that the devs saying that the day one patch is taking care of a lot of the the issues that they've run into actually works and if that right. doesn't happen then it's like well then then you know, you're looking at IGN who gave it a nine with the with the promise from the studio that all the bugs would be fixed at day one. Mm -hmm. Now the bugs aren't fixed for for the studio. The studio put out a a, a mea copa message, mm -hmm. effectively saying like, "Hey, we understand that PC is running into a lot of issues. We're working hard on dealing with it." Mm -hmm. Honestly, like I. I wish there was a world where that wasn't the case, where we didn't have to wait for the mea copa from studios and then thank them for their transparency. I wish we just lived in a world where the game came out and it was polished and it was ready to go and it, and it hit and it hit hard. So often I feel like we're, we're looking at the other side of the fence with PlayStation and looking at the games that they're releasing and we're seeing that happen. We're seeing their games launch flawlessly without any issues. I can't think of one off the top of my head where that isn't the case. In console so space, often, yes. In, in console space, yes. Yep. Uh, uh, Last of Us um, PC port aside, because I think that that is being managed. It's an outlier by, for PlayStation. Very out, enough to where people are calling it out as like, a, hey, this is insane. This is, mm -hmm. I can't believe this had happened. And that's right. because you know, their track record is so good with this. So I, I want to know, like, and, and we're talking Microsoft versus X or Sony in this situation, understanding okay. that Jedi Fallen Order is a third party publisher. So it's hard to really kind of point at that because the performance is across all of platforms right now. But it comes back around to the idea that you're talking about, like, we are running into a world where day one patches are no longer sufficing to quell the issues. So mm -hmm should outlets hold reviews should they put them as reviews in progress how is that going to affect the metacritic that's a consumer facing uh system that allows mm -hmm. players to make you know positive you know like make informed decisions and looking at the at the metacritic it's like yeah i can see why people are review bombing this it's not running well and so you and, brought up i'm sorry go ahead oh no go ahead please please well, jump you brought in. up a lot in that yeah, you brought up sorry. the PlayStation versus Xbox, and then you brought up the idea of you know reviews and performance in general, and how, yeah. how it affects you know should people be upset? So there's, uh, I had a really good conversation with a very high profile uh, content creator that that does reviews that you ever you've absolutely watched. Oh, thank you. We did and talk about this a little bit. Yeah, 
Did we? <laughs> I don't know. No, no. I, I'm joking that I'm the content creator and I know oh, I'm not. Oh. So I have no clue who you yep. talk to. <laughs> so uh, this person was <laughs> extremely upset when Dead Island 2 came out because they did not get a code with with uh, time to spare. They got a code like two days before this this 20 hour experience came out, which mm. is not enough time to create to, to play the game objectively create the content, put it out. And thus they were losing money and the game's losing coverage because it does, it de-incentivizes their ability to cover it. Then, uh, last case of Benedict Fox codes for that came in 12 hours before the game went live and hit game pass. And I know, uh, I saw Jez Corden publicly speaking about this and he was like, yeah, there's no incentive for me to cover this game. Now I would lose money putting time and energy away from, fallen order uh, uh jedi survivor and redacted game that's big coming out first party right i would lose yeah. money covering benedict fox by you know, which is in, a shame in general absolutely because apparently it's pretty good I, but i like yeah. we got a code 12 hours before i don't have time to put i'm not going to suspend coverage of jedi fallen order uh and then we did not get codes for redfall but but p- stop not play redfall for coverage on my xbox podcast and play benedict yeah. fox even though like if we get the interview for them yes i would do that but like as far as timing and coverage like that game was put out to die between those two yeah so to bring it back to performance and stuff some people are not able to comment on certain things because games are being held for performance reasons or not being sent out on time and it damages the ability for outlets to cover it why would ign spend time covering benedict fox or or game x or y when it when it is all for all intents and purposes fine or if a yeah. game's not running well can they actually get time to put into it and then do they miss their window of coverage and there's a lot that goes into those um and then there's the idea of first party coverage right yeah xbox has had a problem and i've talked many times about finding the fun swimming in sevens being happy but a tentpole title cannot release at a seven it also should not release with performance problems, which is a well-documented case in Redfall. Hi-Fi Rush is carrying the torch for the best Xbox release this year. And very few people talk about it. And Age of Empires uh, launched very well. Minecraft Legends launched in the sevens category, which we we both really enjoyed our time. But like to me, those are fair reviews. Between seven and eight is a fair realm for Minecraft Legends, despite my having fun with it. And then one more one. Which is, oh, sorry. (laughs) Ghostwire Tokyo which I have uh, a blast. I love that game. Yeah. Uh, really enjoying it. But like, how is it launching after a year with worse performance on Xbox? Who is, you know, it, optically is the caretaker for Bethesda titles now. How is it launching worse? So like, there's a lot of like frustration points in a review process, in, in coverage outlets, and then in performance elements. And how should they factor into the review process at all? To loop it all back together, you were asking like why? Why would some places you know rate it, some not, or some you know look at performance, some not? There's a lot of steps in this that are frustrating, so I don't know that I have a core like I nailed your your question, but all these things come into my mind when I'm looking at games. Yeah, especially when you look at what's going on across the fence, right? Like you look mm-hmm. at the last major release that. Sony had was probably um, Horizon. Mm, about, would would you count Horizon Forbidden Shore or uh, Burning Shores? 
That's a tough one. But even then, say, that did well. Or like it, 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 it's well reviewed. It, it was revel- or It was okay. So l- let me get straight to the point instead of beating around the bush here. God of War, they had a long time to review that. They mm-hmm. had an amazingly large window to review that game. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that on Microsoft's side. And, and I, I want to, I want to put out into the world that I would have hoped that with this generation being as strong, uh, of a generation with the promises made as far as like, you know, the first party content that's going to be like flooding in every single year, uh, the drives that they want to have with being able to utilize both the series S and X and having there being parity between speeds, but resolution is the only factor. Mm-hmm. I really would have liked to have seen uh, Microsoft stand on steadier ground um, than what we've currently seen this generation, because it, it feels like it really does kind of feel like the ground is is cracking underneath them. And it's it's you know, when you lose that foundation, you can't build on it, um, but we're constantly building on it. We're building on it with the with the 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 the, the, the ABK deal. And. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that with the news of the ABK deal, uh, we'll we'll kind of know like what's going on with the future of Xbox. But again, mm-hmm. we're talking about the foundation of of Xbox and seeing where they need to improve. And I think a lot of it is in stability. Like stability feels like the word of the day. And I think mm-hmm. that that's what if if anyone if if Phil Spencer ever listened to our our podcast and never took anything away from it i would hope that the that the one thing that he takes away is that gamers g- gamers care more about like we're fine with sevens we're 100% fine with sevens the thing that factors into that seven is if the game is solid if it feels solid if it feels like it came out knowing exactly what it was and you could play through it and not have any issues then it's okay if it's not the most you know most amazing game out there you know like if it's if it's just a a good game totally fine spending the money on game pass for that as long as it runs well because that's my biggest stipulation with redfall too is i want a locked 30 i don't want a fluctuating 30 if i can't get 60. so i in premise agree i'm the find the fun guy i swim in sevens I, I love it. I mean, my joke is I'm yeah. swimming sevens and I get wet. Like, here we are. Um, yeah. And I think it's a funny joke to make. But like the the problem for me is when we have misleading marketing and this isn't specific to Xbox, but Xbox is absolutely uh, at fault for this as well. On the box of heart of, for for Redfall, it says 60 FPS, right? And then they're yeah, they, they, they touted we, we it saw leaks for it to kind of clarify. We don't have the boxes. Yes, uh, and I would argue uh, the bite back edition is out there. Uh, like the boxes, the hardware, uh, the, yeah. the hard copies are out there now. Um, and it, when a game is advertised and showcased in one way and then it's delivered in a different one, I think that's a problem. And I think that that's part of it. I don't mind, to your point, if a game is, hey, this is what it is. We know what it is and we're marketing it as such. Cool, fine. I don't mind that part. I do have a problem when your major tentpole title doesn't live up to the standards and then you're uh as a company it feels as though you're trying to to match another company when you look at the ip of of nintendo you you have some sevens in there but most of the time there's a very high quality bar very high performance 
uh, bar of first party titles. That doesn't mean they always like showcase. Well, I think uh, it was save game media, Kevin Ainsworth, shout out to him uh, and his co-host who were talking about like Bayonetta three. It's like a 480p game, right? Weird mm. to get an right. But, but in, in general, you know what you're getting with Nintendo and it's a high quality bar PlayStation, same thing. We saw a year delay on Halo Infinite. It didn't hit the standards that that the majority of gamers wanted Halo Infinite to be. I love Halo Infinite, and but even in hindsight, we must acknowledge it didn't land where it needed to be. Forza seems to be the only tentpole title on Xbox's first party that consistently is reliable to get kind of in the upper eights, nines category. Um, and even then, I'm disappointed with their most recent expansion. Forza Motorsport, quick note asterisk might get a delay uh, or might be pushed out of 2023 weird um Mm. and when you've got ghostwire coming in when you've got uh redfall coming in seemingly not gonna do very well critically um i will swim in sevens all day i like a good seven (laughs) like that's fine but i don't get to stack that up and say hey redfall and god of war hey redfall and ghost of tsushima Mm -mm. so where's where the where is the top tier reason to buy your xbox reason to have game pass and it seems like they're going for quantity over quality um, it does. i'm okay with that but am i okay let me rephrase that i am okay with that argument i am not okay with seemingly low standards when when you're telling us to spend x amount of dollars when you're pushing people to buy a box when you're pushing people to sell your service um it seems like xbox is taking a lot of l's and a lot of unforced errors it's it's weird looking at the at the quote unquote titles that should be your tentpole titles for the franchise for the for the uh, for the console and think ah you know what the smaller studio or the smaller games coming from those studios are the ones that are actually nailing it. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's it's such an interesting dichotomy because we're so we're so expectant of the the mascots to really carry the banner for the rest of the for the rest of the 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 company you know we're we're expecting uh you know um uh jin sakai and uh aloy and and uh uh, nathan drake and and Mm -hmm. uh kratos to to be the ones that really like push the the console for everything that it can do Mm -hmm. uh we expect mario games and zelda games and metroid games to be some of the best experiences with those ips that you've ever had on the on the consoles with you know, tying into the features of the actual console, given the, 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 you know, what they design around. Um, and with, with Xbox, it feels like a lot of the time, um, they're running in tandem with third party publishers, as far as the, the, the expectation of what that content is going to do. Halo infinite had an impossible task of, uh, doing something that was fresh that hit well and for all intents and purposes i i still really love that um that campaign it pains so me I. that they're uh, th- yeah it, and, and it pains me that we're not getting any more of it anytime soon um and you know i i, I feel like the I feel like the seasons and the the microtransactions the hiccups that they ran into aside from some of the um latency issues that they had initially with the multiplayer really dragged down the the narrative for halo it's still as popular as ever i would say Mm -hmm. uh but it is it is interesting to think that we don't it doesn't feel like we have those banner carriers for xbox at the moment we're hoping that redfall is that we're hoping that starfield is that 
it's it's kind of weird to to lay the put the weight of that on Bethesda given how soon that acquisition has happened. I I think the problem with Microsoft is the lack of focus, uh, and there's a there's a an inability for a content creator, an enthusiast, uh, a, a, a retailer to point to one reason to have an Xbox. The reason seems to be Game Pass and the breadth of choice. And there's a lot of great choices in there. And, you know, yeah. like I said, like it's a quality over a quantity over quality thing. There's a lot of great games in Game Pass, but I don't mm. see that Square Enix relationship that PlayStation has. I don't see Xbox having that with anybody. Maybe it's Activision when this deal falls through. Mm. Maybe it's them. Maybe it's the marketing deals with them. I don't know. Um, I think it was but, I think it was Bethesda. I think the difference being is is that they put a ring on Bethesda whereas Square refuses to. If that or, was or true. Squ- if that was true, Deathloop yeah. and Ghostwire wouldn't have been timed exclusives, wouldn't have performed worse on Xbox. And again, when I say yeah. perform worse, like there's not anyone that's thinking Ghostwire is bad on Xbox is fooling themselves. It's a, it plays very well. We're talking like people that count yeah. frames. Um, but that's why I don't factor that in. Honestly, if I if I'm being perfectly honest, the the mm-hmm. the worst performance isn't enough for me. Looking at like the side by side comparisons, to be like, oh, that would bug me. I don't see it either. I don't see that. I've had a great sublime experience with Ghostwire yeah. and I'm, I'm if, anxious to go back once, uh, if, once I'm done with Jedi. If ghosts were like T posing and floating around on We'd be Xbox, upset. yeah, there'd be a big difference. But I, I do think that that I, I think they, I think because of the severity of Bethesda being going first party for Xbox, I think because of the severity of the nature of that acquisition, they wanted, um, kind of a, an olive branch by keeping the deals for Deathloop and for, for Ghostwire. I think that's what that was about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think after, after they had that deal, they're like, okay, cool. Now that, now that we've honored those agreements, let's bring those over to Xbox. Let's get that over here and we'll, we'll make that an Xbox first party exclusive kind of thing in the future. I think the narrative of, Oh, next year. Oh, next year. Oh, next year. Yeah. Um, is, is I think this is it. I think uh, when you look at our 2023 Hi-Fi Rush top tier game niche title, Age of Empires 2 top tier game niche title, Ghostwire, Minecraft Legends, uh, first party uh, but multi-platform, uh, Redfall, haven't gone hands-on, four to five people I trust playing it, and, and sevens not performing well on Xbox. Okay. Um, but I'm still excited for it. To be clear, that's a game I want to play. I'm excited for it. I'm worried yeah. about the tentpole status of Redfall and Starfield. Um, and I'm anxious to see how this uh, showcase goes come summertime because yeah. I know they've, they've invited people out to, to L.A., but it doesn't feel the same as like a fan fest yet. And it, we're definitely down to the wire of who's going to spend the money to take it out there. They've invited some people, not others. Not others. Well, I don't not think all. we're getting a fan fest. Do you know if we are? I don't think, I don't think we're getting a fan. There's an event, but it's like a watch party. Yeah. Um, and even then it's not public, like uh, not publicly out there yet. And no. um, they, they, I, there's your leak from XCP. Um, can I, can I toss a, a question to you kind of in this vein is, is do you think that what we're feeling right now is the uncertainty of Xbox is derived from the fact that we don't know what's coming in 2024. I think the, the showcase will alleviate that. I don't think the showcase is set to alleviate anything. Um, mm. To me, it feels like okay. next to the news of the CMA blocking the ABK deal, 
Um, CMA is the UK specific, by the way, not the EU. I saw myself and others getting that confused. Plus the FTCs kind of, again, it feels like this is the deal is in doubt, whatever. Um, but it feels like there's a lot of doom and gloom surrounding it because 10 pole state is Redfall. You've got Forza, you've got Starfield and you've got Forza Motorsport 8 uh, for this year in theory. And those are the last kind of known elements of soon releases for Xbox. And then next year, like, like what's your next year? What do you got on the docket? You know a lot. You know that State of yeah. Decay three avowed you know ever wild you know there's a lot like you could go indiana jones you could just go through and list things you know are happening for expat contraband uh perfect dark those are all in the process fable. happening fable but but when and how and what's it look like and we don't know what 2024 looks like i don't know that you're set to get released and i don't i don't have confidence in microsoft to deliver that 10 pole top tier title i just don't and I'm the guy that loves yeah. their games. I do love their games. I love Halo Infinite. I really like Forza Horizon 5 a lot. Um, yeah. Loving Ghostwire, but the top tier, hmm, there's no God I of think, War competition. I don't think there's God of War competition. Um, I don't know of a title yet that I feel confident to say that, like is on the same level as Sony's uh, first party IP at the moment. And it's that is definitely a bummer. I don't think Starfield will uh, at this point i don't think that starfield's going to hit where we want it to hit and i think that's where a lot of reviewers are going to have to say like okay what was my expectation versus what is the actual the actual product right um at and this point, real quick if any xbox person is like well we got elder scrolls 6 hush <laughs> no that can't be your thing i that's can't like hear anyone saying years. that i've heard i've seen people be like well elder scrolls no 6 could be their like no be quiet like that's that's not even elder a knock it off no i saw no. People, yeah because it because there was in the documents for the cma there's like a 10-year title in there oh no that can't be your thing that was probably it, halo it, it it just can't be your thing no like there's a sequel in the works <laughs> 10 years away there's can your I, Elder scroll six can i talk positively real quick about the cma yeah. thing sure go for it i would like some good news on it because we're the we're the fun the fun guys yes okay so uh so for for those that that didn't hear um the the cma blocked the abk deal mm -hmm. uh stating that the the cloud competition was the major the the most major issue with uh the deal going through not having access to call of duty on cloud streaming platforms was a big concern honestly that's fantastic news for me because as of as of a recording not only has uh, Brad Sims come out, who's the president of Xbox, uh, come out and made deals with multiple companies out there, mm -hmm. um, but this says to me that Sony's issue and Sony's um, concerns about Call of Duty on console is no longer one of those like teetering points for the CMA. Now the CMA has moved past the console exclusivity issue and they're looking at like the broader scope of what's going to happen in the future. And they're trying mm -hmm. to they're trying to secure uh, assurances from Xbox saying like, OK, please, we, we don't want this going through right now because we're not quite sure about what's going to happen. And some of the arguments that I've seen in the documentation around like, oh, well, Google Stadia died because of Call of Duty. And it's like. That's a stupid argument. That's easily dis easily disproved. And with right. all the deals that they've been making, it's like, okay, well, these are manageable things that we can actually do. Like we can make 10 year deals for cloud streaming companies. If they want Call of Duty, that's fine. But the fact that Sony is no longer the main argument 
for why this deal isn't going through, that excites me because it, it, it clearly shows like they now understand Sony is the market leader. Xbox is not. Mm-hmm. That's not a that's no longer like why we should be fighting over whether or not this should go through. And uh, they also came out with this past week with another 10 year deal with Enway Enware, pardon me, Enware, which is a European cloud based company, yeah. literally in the UK's backyard. Uh, they've done this with NVIDIA, GeForce, uh, NVIDIA, GeForce, Boosteroid. They did deals with Nintendo for Call of Duty, Ubitus. They did you beat us. The, the, the <laughs> EE, uh, which is the UK cell phone provider. Like they are yeah. consistently, I feel like, addressing any concerns. That, and quickly. That, yes, very much so. Addressing these concerns. But it feels like consistently people are looking for reasons for it not to work and yet yeah. to provide a real reason why it shouldn't. Um but that's, and but that's I have it, no stake in this, by the way. Like I yeah. don't care. <laughs> like I'm over it. I don't. And I was never the guy that said Diablo should be exclusive or Call of Duty should be exclusive. I think that's unhealthy for those types of games to be exclusive. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I just want Toys for Bob to make more Spyro or uh, to free up some of those studios and and whatnot. Um, and I want Bobby Kotick to <laughs> get out. <laughs> I, I ever since I ever since I joined the show, my one my main thing with the ABK deal is, is I I want Microsoft's uh, level of um, inclusion and diversity and uh, employee support mm-hmm. to ring throughout the ABK uh, organization, mm-hmm. and and I want Bobby Kotick to get. The- out of there because i hate him i don't know him but i hate what he does mm-hmm. he makes them money and i i'm i'm glad that they're happy for that but he's a red Thank beast you. i'm so sorry your kids are listening i'm sorry buddy <sighs> man <laughs> he's using the bleep button though <laughs> harsh beeps don't read lips uh so no i i i feel like that's what i want most out of this i actually don't care if if their games are exclusive whatever comes to game pass is a fantastic value build for me at this Mm -hmm. point but Mm -hmm. i i still buy all my all my blizzard titles through my launcher so it's not a it's not a huge thing for me Ah! my light just fell oh um so but honestly like it's just it's nice to see uh that the deal is moving forward for reasons that are outside of um, what felt like Sony's influence for so long. I don't know that it's moving forward, but I know you're, I understand your point. Um, This didn't feel like a Sony reason to stop it, Um, but it does feel a little hollow because the reason was essentially cloud. If anybody missed that, their, their reason was that cloud is, is too dangerous an area for one company to have too much power and stadia failed and such but it's just i don't know that it rings true but i'm it doesn't it doesn't at all but you know what that's good because if it was like that and that's the thing that i think we've talked a little bit in the in in private conversations is that i've yet to see an actual reason for why this deal shouldn't happen Mm -hmm. and and everything that they've thrown at this has all been like oh well what if and then they mm-hmm. go and give them an answer and they're like, okay, well, what if this and mm-hmm. and Microsoft comes back with an answer and then they're like, okay, cool. You proved those five things, but what about this? Mm-hmm. And they're like, hold my beer. Mm-hmm. And then they go and fix it. And then the, the, they're like, oh, uh, 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 they're going to run out of reasons. It's going to go through. And I think it's just a matter of time at this point. I think I'm just uh, tired of hearing about it. That's because fair. I don't have a, I don't have an investment in other than hosting an Xbox podcast, and I, I like the value proposition for Game Pass. Um, mm. But it'll be good. 
but and then there's your there's your quantity not quality element of it uh to loop it back to our previous conversation but so it goes i i uh i'm just I'm just tired of hearing about it. Like I was never the guy that was laying on a hill for ABK one way or another. And I really just want the quality control at Microsoft to improve top to bottom. I want that. That's the thing I want changed. I wanted Redfall to be a nine. I wanted, uh, I want Starfield to launch. Well, I wanted Minecraft legends to do a little bit more than, than what it's seemingly doing because it's such a powerful IP but I enjoyed Minecraft Legends. I love Ghostwire. There's a lot to enjoy and there's a lot to have fun with. And yeah. remember, guys, if anybody's doom and glooming everything, <laughs> how much can you play on your Xbox this year? You can play all the Personas. You got Monster Hunter dropping into Game Pass. Hi-Fi Rush. Dead Space Remake was there. Uh, Deliver Us Mars. Hogwarts Legacy came out this year. Uh, I liked the Wanted Dead game. Atomic Heart came into Game Pass. Wolong hit Game Pass. RE4 Remake hit. Uh, and was fantastic. Ghostwire Tokyo came out on Xbox. Dead Island 2. Last Case of Benedict Fox. Jedi Survivor just came out. How much can you play on your Xbox? A heck ton. A heck I'm, ton. I'm skipping <laughs> games that I want to play because there's so much going on. And right. Honestly, like, and, and it's one of the things that I love to tell folks. Um, don't worry about buying some of these games because of FOMO. Because it, I guarantee you, I promise you. They're going to get better with time. Mm-hmm. They're like a, a wine. You know, you can drink the wine now. You can get drunk on it if you really want to. But the longer you wait, it, the longer you wait, the better it's going to get. Yep. And, and they're going to have patches for this. I'm sure they already see the blowback after the performance issues and stuff. You know, Redfall, same situation, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever state they come out in, whenever you decide to pick it up is going to be. Uh, no, because the later uh, the later it is, the better it's going to get. So mm-hmm. don't don't worry about missing out on the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. And uh, ultimately, guys, your no one's job is to justify a major company. Play where you want to play, enjoy what you want to play, and don't get caught up in the the negativity, doom and gloom element. Be critical. Like I am critical of quality control elements right now for for not just Xbox, but like I don't think Survivor should be launching where it was at. Hogwarts shouldn't have had the broken uh, loading problems. There, there are things to be upset about. But equal praise offered to Dead Space Remake and and RE4 and so many others. It, it's okay. Like, I would much rather be, be. I would much rather have criticisms with the performance of Jedi Survivor than the story, combat, navigation, character mm-hmm. diversity, environments like. There are so many other aspects of that game that I could that I could uh, take on bridge with. Yeah, well, that, and that's the thing, but but I mean, it's still playable for me. Like, I'm still playing it, and I'm still going to play it. Mm-hmm. And the, the rest of the game is so good that I'm willing to put up with the performance issues. Agree with that, that. That, to me, is a good sign of a game. That's the part I agree with, but I I have had a slightly, in the review process, which, what, two days earlier? But, like, losing progress is frustrating. Yeah, that is. That needs I, to get I think fixed. you. I think that's you had a little bad luck with that one, because I haven't had a crash on me yet. Good to hear, and I hope more listener. I hope listeners are hearing that too, because I can only talk about my experience. But it like if you're not losing progress, you're not having problems. Good, mm. and I'm good. swapping between systems too. I'm going from one Xbox to the other Xbox. Cloud saves are working amazingly. I save at the. Uh, I, I meditate before I I log off on one, and I go to the other one so I don't lose anything. It's been it's been fine. I think 
I think screen tearing and and uh, and and frame drop is the only issues I've really run into, um, and a couple of weird wonky things with animations and in combat and stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. again, it's like respawn polish is not their forte good storytelling and amazing environments and fun combat is their forte <laughs> mm-hmm. agreed well said uh all right guys so some uh, just a quick small story i thought this was cool whoa long which did come day and date into game pass uh that game sold over 1 million units worldwide and had 3.8 million people play on game pass i thought that was dope wow yeah that was That's cool. crazy um wasn't for me not my type of game a little too hard for me but um cool to see 3.8 million game class players as well as 1 million selling in a new ip dope yeah cool cool uh we have a couple questions here from our amazing listeners and patrons that i want to touch on but i also want to say if you missed the sea of stars interview this past week uh really fun interview uh absolutely thierry boulanger is just amazing that was his second time on xcp go check that out uh that did pretty darn well which was cool um, and then if you missed the straight lights, straight lights came out this past week. Uh, definitely check out that game, but also the interview with them was really, really fun as well. Humble brag. I tweeted at Sarah bond for that one. Cause she said she was excited for that game. She <laughs> did not answer, but she clicked like, and it made me feel good. <laughs> so there you go. I got validated. Yeah. <laughs> Notice me senpai is my consistent <laughs> message to Xbox. <laughs> oh, they're I, weebs. Yep. I will <laughs> I will not uh I will not uh be the guy that that just tells everything Xbox is good about, but I do like when they notice me. So. Yeah. All right. So let's go. I want to talk about uh Todd Oxtra's question. Todd Oxtra, a patron, wrote in over on Twitter. Uh he said What's the deal with Xbox expansion cards with games optimized for X coming in at over 100 gigabytes? Jedi Survivor uh, is around 150 gigs. They really need cheaper solutions uh, if they're going to have things be on the SSD. I agree with that. I know we had a third party one finally starting to hit the market. But, Western Digital. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, I'll let you talk about that one in a minute. But I agree with this because, you know, I was an Avengers player for a long time and I still enjoy that game. That's 160 gigs or something. COD is around that same area, like 130 or so. Jedi Survivor is at 150. That's a lot of space to be made up and no solution for your player base. If you're on a Series S, which is uh, their market performer, amidst even these hardware issues of getting units out there for Xbox right now, because they are struggling to get units out there. Um quick aside if that's why you're that's why you're seeing such a deficit in their hardware um, and why you're seeing them still make money is cloud ironically uh but they do need to solve that for their player base because those expansion cards are dope but you guys built this proprietary technology that would be fast floating and whatnot and it performs quite well but if nobody can afford it what's the point nobody can buy your product um they gotta fix it gotta fix that okay so first off i gotta what Don't be the steward? voice of reason, Logan. I hear it in your voice. <laughs> All right, sit down. Uh, what are your solutions for for storage? What do you I got? have? I have an on my Series X. I have an external hard drive that is not uh, just a normal. Yeah, it's not velocity infrastructure. So, like, I have to move games off of my SSD onto that external hard drive, and then if I want to take advantage of, and I can play them off of that, by the way. But it mm-hmm. it's played in Xbox One mode, right? But if it's yeah. a Series X exclusive, uh, can't do anything. It can't do anything. So I can move stuff off to save on downloads once I've done it, and that's mm-hmm. like like COD is on my external right now. I don't play it off of off of that. If I want to play COD, I have to move it back over. 
Yeah. Um, that's my solution at the moment. Um, I don't think cloud is the answer in mass right now for high fidelity types of games. Okay. Um, the reason I ask is because my experience is a little bit different. I own two Xbox Series X's. I have one in the office and one in the living room. I have a rich boy. I have a one terabyte SD card. That is the velocity one uh, mm -hmm. that is on the living room one. And I have a 512 one in uh, my office Xbox. That's uh, expensive. Also, it is expensive. Um, I also have a two tera or no, I have a four terabyte uh, Seagate external drive that houses most of my Xbox One and uh, 360 and Xbox games um, on there. Pretty much everything else uh, that is series um, games are on the two velocity cards as well as the internal. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm usually not too worried about space. Mm -hmm. as far as like my games go um so i'm a little bit of an outlier on this but i have spent an exorbitant amount of money on external cards um mm -hmm. what i will say is sony was right in this case um because i i was at first i was grabbing my card and i was swapping it between xboxes and then i got two cards mm -hmm. uh having the cards being able to be swapped easily is amazing it's mm -hmm. so amazing it's so much better having something as fast as the internal and being able to take the card out move it over to the other xbox and do that the assumption here is, is that you have multiple systems to do that with and given that you have a series s it is very common for folks to have one in one room and like an x in another mm -hmm. if you're like multiple multiple people playing on xboxes on a regular basis um where sony Sony's solution is much cheaper. It is also assuming that you will never have another X or another PlayStation. Mm -hmm. You just ha you have one PlayStation, you have one external or you have one uh, expansion card and that expansion card needs a screwdriver to be able to remove. Mm -hmm. So Sony was right going with the standard version of memory as far as like cost goes in the future, assuming that most of the people that are going to be playing their system are is one person. Mm -hmm. Xbox knew that they were going to sell multiple consoles to one family and they built their storage solution with that in mind. So seeing that the exclusivity to Seagate has finally lifted and that Western Digital is now uh, working on an external card that is a one terabyte for 180 versus the 220 mm -hmm. is nice because it's not, it's still not as cheap as what you can get for a one terabyte uh, M4 card. Like mm -hmm. you can get, you can get an M1 card or an M4 card, I think is what they are, uh, the NVMe cards. You can get those for like 80 bucks mm -hmm. on sale for a terabyte. Okay. If you want like two terabytes, you can spend like 150 bucks. Right. Really, really cheap. Um, but we're also talking form factor, ease of use, transferability with these cards. So you're going to be paying a premium regardless. Um, right. But I am glad to see that they're finally doing that. I think it's a it's just a problem that needs a better solution. Uh, cheaper, I think cheaper it's a better solution. solution. I think they need a cheaper solution. Cheaper is okay. Better that's better wording. So I'll give you that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> different question. This one comes in from Rune Came. Uh, he wrote in over on Twitter. What's up, Rune? He says there's a Call of Duty board game coming next year. Do you have a bunch of board games based on video games already? Uh, we have one, a bunch of them based. On video games already, such as Dark Souls, Stardew Valley, Horizon Zero Dawn, Skyrim. My question for you two gentlemen, what board games based on video games would you like to see? 
I know there's a Gears one out there. I love board games, but nobody ever plays them with me. So mm. I'm not a good question person for this because I have all these board games down there that are still in cellophane. So I have uh, Steelforge Games um, just announced that they are going to be selling a Sea of Thieves one for 70 bucks, I think. And cool. that is a, a Sea of Thieves one that I would I would like to pick up at some point. Um, I have a board game up in here. That's my gargoyles one, mm-hmm. uh, that it's, it's fun, but it's me and my wife. So we don't really, we don't play video game or we don't play board games that often. We're not mm-hmm. like huge into it. I'm sure she would love it if I actually sat down to do it, but I've usually got my head in a video game most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really have anything that I'm looking forward to cause I really don't jump into board games. I'm much more much more about like video games than I am mm-hmm. board games. Uh, but I am glad that Sea of Thieves has got one coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see one come out that is, that is tied to um, Redfall in this case, because I think what? Redfall would be an interesting one to to do. Okay. Because I, I mean, I could, I could see like an Elder Scroll or I could see, yeah, like Elder Scrolls. I could see a, starfield one i could see that but uh with redfall um i think with it being a new ip with it being having interesting characters it would mm-hmm. lean itself well into most board games because you usually have like specific characters with speci- specific abilities and those abilities mm-hmm. will help try to like it's 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 clear that there's like a tank dps healer kind of meta with most board games that i've seen and mm-hmm. i think redfall would fall well in line with that compared to like a starfield where it's like your character and a bunch of other factions versus Halo, which is just Master Chief and a bunch of different uh, Covenant or or Banished or whatever, you know, depending on when you make it. But right. Redfall, it's got it's got cultists, it's got vampires, it's got hero characters, and those hero characters have abilities. I think it'd be a perfect opportunity for them to uh, reach out to like Steelforged or some of the other manufacturers out there making board games. Okay, cool, good answer. Uh, let's see here. Last question comes from Trickster. He wants to know if he watched the new Apex Legends character trailer. I don't. He says I don't play Apex Legends myself, but do you still? Uh, he enjoys those trailers in which they make a TV show. I haven't seen the trailer. I've seen previous Apex trailers. They're always really good, um, high quality. I do not still play Apex, but I loved my time with it. I one K'd that game back in the day. Um, it was always really, really good. And I talked about Anthony at the top of the show. He's all about some Apex. Um, yeah. But no, it's, it's always impressive. Given what we've seen with like uh, Arcane, they had an, there was an Arcane made game that went with, was it called Arcane? And it was <laughs> the with, show is called Arcane. The show it was, was Le- called League Arcane. of Legends Universe. League of Legends. Thank you. That was <laughs> impressive. I, I watched an episode or so of that um, like in the background because it was. Oh, you never you level. never finished it. Oh, well, it's not my interest level, right? Like that's I'm, fair. But like I went to see the quality and I saw that. Um, And then, of course, uh, Cyberpunk's Edge Runners was really cool. And Edge Runners was really good. But that was a that was a full on like anime studio that did that. They were very polished. Yeah. So it's neat. But like I haven't haven't watched that particular trailer. So So I, I didn't realize that there was a new trailer out. I'm watching the Arsenal trailer right now. And yeah, I gotta say, uh, like Apex Legends, they 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 really do know how to make a trailer. They do a fantastic job with it, and their characters are unique and interesting. And you don't you don't ever get to see that too often with many games, especially mm-hmm. games that are lives live games like 
live service games. You, know, you look at Call of Duty, what's their trailer? Their trailer's like, oh, we got a Rukusaki, you know, shredders in, in the game now. It's like, okay, well, that was, that didn't, there's no story behind that. There's just like, right. hey, we got, same thing with uh, Fortnite. Fortnite's like, hey, we got Attack on Titan characters. Oh, and uh, Anakin Skywalker's Anakin coming Skywalker. to Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker's coming I'm to Fortnite. I'm excited. And it's like, that's it. You know, that's, that's, that's the trailer. Um, in this one, it's like, okay, Silver Fox guy coming in here. He knows what's going on. I have no clue what his abilities are because I haven't been able to listen to the actual trailer while I'm watching it. But I got to say, like, it is a fantastic trailer. Um, so it's it's worth watching in the same way that Overwatch trailers are worth watching because you're going to get some really good story while actually getting the reveal for what's going on. Nice. There you go. Uh, guys, I want to ask all of you to take a moment and go listen to keel hod podcast that is a really great see if these podcasts that logan you, hosts. and then uh if you're willing drop some reviews we got a lot of reviews thanks to that uh star wars campaign we did for, for doing the giveaway but it means the world and it really does help the show a lot and now that we're divided between youtube and audio feeds i can really see like where you guys interest levels are which is amazing but go drop those reviews those likes uh really means the world and then if you would love to support uh keel hauled you can go to keel hauled's patreon uh and you can also go to xcp's patreon at x patreon.com slash xbox expansion bass both of those help logan and i out tremendously and he yeah. has graciously let financial support for this show go to me please check out uh keel hauled as well because uh, it really does help us do things like keep our tech upgraded uh get games for coverage purposes that we don't get codes for all of that stuff uh and travel if there are conventions which is something that we are looking forward to doing uh not this summer not at e3 but in general uh something that we want to do more of so that's i'm cool. traveling i'm you're traveling, traveling on. that's what i was alluding to it's like you're doing something um, <laughs> i'm doing travels e3, so yeah no i and yeah thank you i appreciate it my patrons are very generous um i've i've recently moved away from advertising in the podcast so now i'm purely supported by patreon funds mm -hmm. uh and i i I didn't tell anyone this, but I definitely used uh, some some of the Patreon funds to do the um, the the charity support for special effect on nice. uh, this week. Because, dude, man, like I, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to prop up the uh, the podcast and use some of the patron money to uh, to donate for nice. special effect because it's it's so That's the right worth thing it. to do, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love doing that. I love the I love having the knowledge that. I'm I'm getting enough in from the Patreon to to be able to help support those kind of causes and yeah. still help kind of alleviate some of the 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 travel costs of going to SOT fests in both NA and UK. That's a that's a feel good win. I've got yeah all of our patron funds for XEP in one spot, and there's a portion of that that will go towards more tech, better upgrades, but also that are going to extra life when Ains does his extra life. You know? We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you that second monitor one day, buddy. I know. Well, it, time, time. You know, like we just did a lot of <laughs> upgrades and time. So there you go. Well, guys, uh, I don't know that I will have an inter for interview for you coming up this week. There will be a Patreon Patreon episode of, of Creator Talk with Wilmy Hood, uh, which is cool. But I I think I need a small break. So if I get the Benedict Fox interview out this week, great but it might be a week after uh, we're entering into the end of year testing time for schools. And that's tough. So I want to make sure I don't burn out. Um, plus there's a lot of big games that are coming out and we've always told ourselves this is hobby for fun and not work. So I will disappear for Zelda 
I apologize in advance. I will not be available during during Mother's Day weekend. I will be disappearing into the world of Hyrule. There you go. There you go. <laughs> all right, guys, you can find us uh, on all your podcast services. Find me on Twitter at Insipid Ghost. Find Logan on uh, Twitter at Capt underscore Logan. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yep. C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. There we go. That's it for us, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Take care.